Listener supported. WNYC Studios. She's a cello goddess, and she's here with us on WQXR. Maya Beiser, cello opera is the way that she describes this multimedia dance, cello, singing, talking performance. Uh, the piece is called Elsewhere, and it's coming to BAM later this month. How did this piece come about? Who wrote it? What is it? Well, I wanted to create a piece that really integrates theater, dance, music, text, everything together. And I've approached my friend, uh, the director, Robert Woodruff, to develop a piece together. We started to look into all kinds of ideas. and Who came up with Lot's Wife? Me. <laughs> Um, One I, of your favorite I, Old Testament stories? That's right. Well, you know, I grew up in Israel, and I remember that story. I was taught that story from the Genesis when I was in first grade. And it struck me back then how cruel God was to this poor woman who is not even known by name. She's only known as the wife of Lot. And when I started to develop this idea for this piece um, elsewhere, we started from, from another piece that was written for me by Eve Biglarian based on text by Henri Michaud called I'm Writing to You from a Far-Off Country. And we've decided that we wanted to, Robin and I, um, that we wanted to juxtapose this woman with another woman who is experiencing a catastrophe. And it just sort of struck me that she, Lot's wife, would be the person. And I wanted to explore what made her turn and look back and the whole idea of a woman who is taking her destiny in her own or her own hands. So well, she's facing forced exile. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. that's a theme of your earlier show it's, too then, isn't yes, it? Yes, very much so. It's been a theme throughout uh, <laughs> my life maybe because, you know, I I've lived uh Elsewhere, I was going to say we <laughs> could go into life. this more deeply, but it would be in fifty-minute discrete <laughs> sessions right. week yes. to week. Yeah, so we'd have yeah. to talk about it that very way. much. So, yeah, the piece elsewhere features uh, performing artist and singer Helga Davis in duets with your cello, and the pieces are by a number of uh, people, not just Eve Bucklerian, but others. How do you and Helga collaborate? Is is everything in a score, or is there some give and take? Do you get sketches from Michael Gordon and Missy Mazzoli and, and Eve Baglarian, or is everything right there? You just have to do it. Well, it really depends. First of all, Helga uh, only comes in at the very last part of the piece. Um, she's part of, she sings in the piece that Missy Mazzoli wrote, and she's portraying Lot's wife. Um, there is about 50 minutes before that, which include the music that Eve Baglarian wrote and Michael Gordon. And that's just cello and me speaking um, text and the dancers, and so there's all that stuff. The title of the work is Elsewhere. Is it fair to say that part of that elsewhere is the world of the electric cello? <laughs> it could be. I, for me, the idea I wanted to call, I mean, Elsewhere actually comes from another piece of Henri Michaud, who's a fabulous surrealist. So I kind of felt that it would be the right piece, the right name for this. But yeah, but it's also, Elsewhere is also, I want people to realize that we always think that all these things happen somewhere else, but my hope is that, you know, people come out of this show and they realize that really maybe maybe they're in prison themselves and that all these things are right around us. You know, there are all these uh, implications to that. But you could say that elsewhere is also the electric cello, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> well, it's another place. It's another it's, musical It's place. definitely another place.
As an artist who has not seen any fences around her very old classical music instrument, um, you've played all kinds of music, including some rock and roll. You've been in the studio recording some Pink Floyd for 12 cello tracks. Um, oh, my God, how do you know that? Um, what is it about <laughs> Pink Floyd that, that trips your particular trigger? And, <laughs> and how did you come up with the idea of doing it with 12 cellos that are all you? I can't believe you know this. Oh, yeah, I guess I tweeted about it at some point. You know, you have to be oh, careful what gee. you put on Twitter. People just, <laughs> they read them, and then they bring up. We won't talk about your personal life details that you've also okay. tweeted. That's just not going to come up today. <laughs> but it could. That would be in our 15-minute session. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, I did this uh, this piece for my previous album. I, d- I did an arrangement with Evan Ziporin, who is my friend and collaborator for many years from Bang on a Can, and we did all the multi-track things for Led Zeppelin Cashmere, and it became a big hit. Then we thought, well, why don't we do a whole album of um, just, you know, all this great music that we love from the 70s and seeing how we can do it on the cello. So, and and I'm trying to do it in a different kind of way. I'm not trying to be symphonic Pink Floyd. So it's somewhat of a concept album. We've just started, recorded some tracks already, and um, I'm not going to tell you much more than that, but it's... Um, well, we'll it's, be reading it on Twitter. Ex- so. You will read on Twitter, <laughs> yes. We'll learn it there. <laughs> so um, the, the Zeppelin stuff that you did, who loves that? The Zeppelin fans or the new music fans? I think both. I actually get a lot of fan mail from, from Zeppelin fans who say, wow, you know, this is really cool. You know, we, we, we couldn't imagine you could do such a thing on the cello. I think the new music people love it because they're thinking, hmm, you know, maybe there's a way for us to kind of open up and, you know, if, if audiences are willing to listen to that, maybe they'll be willing to listen to other things that are a little um, more surprising. Are you, you suggesting know? that that rock and roll can open up new music worlds? That is quite a statement that you made. I am, actually. I'm very much suggesting that. And I think because it's part of our culture in such a a prevailing way that I think you can reach people, you know, with rock and roll. And I think it's it's just as much part of our history of our musical landscape as classical music, if not more, for that matter. So definitely when it comes to young people, I see it uh, without any doubt. Uh, So people who go, you know, and they like this track that I did of Zeppelin, then they would buy my whole album and they'd start listening to to other things that... Lord knows where they'd wind up. Yeah. That's wonderful. (laughs) You've worked with people like Louis uh, Louis Andreessen Mm -hmm. and Tandon and Brian Eno and Philip Glass and Osvaldo Golihoff and Michael Harrison and Steve Reich and David Lang. Who among these people gets the cello better? Are there composers who who get the cello better or are they just getting you? Huh. That's a good question. I mean I, I, I think that you know, for me I never go to people and say, Look, you know, you need to write something that's really idiomatic for the cello because I love to sort of have a new door open to something that I've never heard before. And one of the reasons, you know, all these people that you talk about may not be necessarily Tandon perhaps would be the most although he's exploring Erhu on the cello and all kinds of things like that. But a so lot he's of got an ear tuned yeah. to stringed instruments and right. what they can do. Yeah, perhaps a little more than the other ones. I think, you know, Steve Reich wrote Cello Counterpoint for me. It's the only piece he's ever written for cello. It was it's a masterpiece. It, and it's now I think becoming one of these pieces that every cellist would want to play. 
um, you know, if they can get a studio and record all of the tracks. <laughs> but it, so he did something very surprising and, um, and, you know, that I never imagined could be created on the cello. So each one of them have a different approach. For me, I'm, I'm looking for, for, for composers who I think have a great sense of themselves and that I know, you know, will work with me to create something, not necessarily that is, you know, part of some kind of a lineage, but, but bring something new and interesting, you know. And you have an astonishing stage presence. You do things on stage that other people don't, that, that clearly come from just within you. Do the composers write for the stage presence or do they write for the musician? You know, it's possible. Um, I think I think it really depends, and it very much depends also on the project. I mean, there's certain projects that we come in. I would commission, uh, you know, a piece that, from the beginning, is a multimedia piece, and um, so it's a collaboration with another artist. Then it's very much about the performance, or that. But if it would be a piece like the piece, you know, that Steve Reich wrote for me, it's very much a music piece, and in that piece, I don't think it's about the visuals, although I ended up taking it to the visuals because I ended up having Bill Morrison create all the seven pre-recorded tracks on video, and so now I'm performing with all the, <laughs> the tracks on video on stage. But I'd like to keep it as open and versatile. But, but I do see the composers who write for me. For me, it's a collaboration. And I like the idea of engaging and exploring what certain things that I bring that other cellists wouldn't. And so inevitably, I think it becomes, there's a part of that. You are interested and accomplished at making things that are greater than the sums of their parts yeah. is really what it comes yeah, down to yeah. in a way that Very maybe some, well other, some other people don't do. Yeah. Um, What's on your iPod that you're listening to right now? You know, it's kind of crazy, actually. I've just been listening this morning to this Israeli <laughs> singer, Ofra Haza, who I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's uh, she died um, a while ago. So that's been uh, one of the things I've been... I've been listening to a lot of relatively obscure Middle Eastern folk tunes. Um Kultum, uh, who is uh, uh, Egyptian, the greatest Egyptian vocal singers. Mostly vocal stuff these days. I don't know why, but that just, um, and a lot of um, a lot of kind of folk, Middle Eastern. I don't know, I guess I'm consumed by that, maybe because of the news that's coming out of there. Maya Beiser's performance piece, her cello opera that's coming to BAM later this month, is called Elsewhere, and that is where... Maya Beiser takes us in music uh, all the time. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. And by the way, um, this is the end of our time today, but we'll see you next week for another 50 minutes, right? Yes, that's right. Thank you so much.